0: Five, four, three, two, one. You know what it is. It should nah. God damn it. Okay, no.
1: Everybody <laughs> ever have an intro that you like, dog. Practice before you get. What's on. going
2: down? I hate myself because this <laughs> intro sucks. <laughs> okay, Cody.
1: What? he always started as slow as a bitch. What, <laughs> you do? what do you do?
2: What happened to you? Let's get friend's ready to rumble. It's <laughs>
0: <Here's> your <laughs> boy. No, fuck that. We keep an audit for the intro. Boom, of course. Got it. All right, one let's up do the intros. That's right, it. Yep. Boom. All right, what's going down? You guys are tuning oh. into episode one. <laughs> what the fuck, honey? All right. Five. You said we're keeping it. I said, let's do the intros. And you're like. What's I, going what, just, just in case, just in case. Now you have two parts. Here you go. Five, four, three, two, one. What's going Take down, free. y'all? To, God damn it. <laughs> this is episode 103 of NPC. It's your boy, Rick McCoy, a.k.a. Mr. What to Do, a.k.a. Young Splash God, a.k.a. Doped Up Danny, a.k.a. No Cap Charlie, a.k.a. Smooth Job Johnny, a.k.a. Hippie High, A.k.a. <laughs> <laughs> hippie <Hop> high <laughs> Harry. Hippie hip, hip, Harry. Hippie hippie The hippie hop Harry, a.k.a. FBI Mike, a.k.a. Mr. Bunny. <laughs> Hallway Jones, because your bitch had a ringtone, and it was me at one point. I'm old now, but I mean back when. Sacks him, and, uh, right? <laughs> Give him that telegraph. Right. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter all day, every day at Real McCoy KPZ. I might be on Snapchat at Real McCoy, but who cares? Cody, I am Cody. See the recording, everything, Russ. The barman,
1: a.k.a. Teddy Russ, a.k.a. Smooth Fingers, a.k.a. Kid Universal, a.k.a. The Progenitor, a.k.a. Schoolers Q, a.k.a. Russ the Bus.
2: And until next time.
1: <laughs> and you can find me. <laughs> you can't, so don't try. <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> off the grid. John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you can't find me. <laughs> no,
0: Louie. Um, well, just so y'all know. Um, we are on Facebook. We do have a Facebook group called Not Politically Correct Podcast. You can join that group for all the antics and weird shit that we're going to talk about. Um, we do have... Cockroach ticks, All of that. Butterfly
2: ticks, All of that. All of that.
0: Crouching tiger, hidden dragons, all of those. Um, we have a page you can like on Facebook, which is NPC Podcast. Um, and we have a Twitter page, which is not PC Podcast. You can go ahead and follow us there. And we are on Sound... Uh, SoundCloud. I was going to say Soundcast. What the fuck is that, man? It's quite a morning. Soundcloud. Look, look forward to we're going to create
1: this shit just because. Oh
0: God. <laughs> Make money. Soundcast. Soundcast. <laughs> Copyright bitch. pending. Um. So SoundCloud, the podcast app, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, <clears throat> everything but damn near title. You can search us at not politically correct podcast, and you can you know listen to us. You can leave a comment. You can talk about how great we are. How uh, we might need to change. We probably won't listen. I know we won't listen, but. The point no, you is... you don't. You, you know, <laughs> Right. So, uh, y'all can, you know, be a part of the discussion if you want to. But, without further ado, it is time for... Sports.
2: Tuning in with Mr. Rogers. <laughs> Sound like a little train coming in. Um Pause. So... The little train coming in? Pause. Don't say it again. <laughs> the little... What the fuck? I do not want to watch Thomas the Tank Engine with you, man. What are you doing? Oh, look at that guy. Cross your legs. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you think he can, though. What? Oh. Um, so, Zaire Wade, uh, Dwayne Wade's son, Um. he... daughter? And I want... Huh? No, son. Like the one with the penis. Well, I mean, uh, a,
0: the one that wants to be a guy. Dwayne Wade's actual son, not his daughter. Yes. Not one of his two not daughters. Not politically correct. Um, <laughs> I want to know you guys' take
2: on this. He was uh, picked up by the Utah Jazz G League team. Hmm. Um And Dwayne Wade recently, like within the last year, became owner of the utah jazz so uh, do you think that's like a little funky yeah 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 i'm, I'm not sh- like is it dessert like would he still be going there if uh wayne wade wasn't affiliated with the utah jazz you know you know it's hard to
0: say it's hard to say i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say he isn't deserving or that he might not make it there um but what we are gonna say, we, we have to be realistic about the fact that Dwayne Wade is his father, and when you have a father like Dwayne Wade or a father like um, um, right, Lebron <laughs> Lebron James, um, you're gonna get more. Um, you're gonna get more opportunity to be a part of that conversation. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna be in mm-hmm. their face more because you're the offspring of you know one of the greatest.
1: Maybe, maybe. Okay, um, speak on it. I would say maybe like if it was Levar Ball's kids, yeah, that <laughs> influence that kind of got them where they where they are. And uh, no, not not to throw any shade at Levar because in, in all honesty, I think he's an uh, excellent businessman. Amazing. Um, Amazing, To to get his all his kids where they are now. I mean, he he really runs his family like a business. I don't think uh, Wade and LeBron have those same kind of intentions for their kids um i think they support them but it's ultimately like you know what do you want to do get there type of thing you know what i'm saying right um but i do agree healthier
2: balance where it's not like yeah. like i feel like with a love fireball thing you're saying it's like oh, merry christmas here's a 401k like get to work you know <laughs> there's no, no, no healthy and that's exactly what, like, I was, what i
1: was what i was saying before you cut me off nigga. No, <laughs> no, i'm gonna do it again because you're wrong. that's why i'm agreeing with you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, that's what I was saying. I, I, I don't think the influence is as heavy, but you, you have to account for some. Just like um, a, a, a Jordan's kids, just like Richard Pryor's kids, in the in the field of comedy, um, there is some expectation, and I think that makes it harder for them. But also because of that influence, they might see more opportunities. So I don't think it's perfectly like Cody said, or like Cody is saying. Um, there's there has there, there is a, a better balance. Uh, in regards to that, instead of Lavar's people, but
2: yeah,
1: yeah, I think it's a little, little less um, heavy-handed with them.
2: Okay. He shows up to family gatherings. These are my clients. <laughs> <laughs> These
1: okay. are my agents. All right.
2: <laughs> um, I thought an interesting fun fact. Uh, uh, Carmelo Anthony played with. Kenyon Martin with the Nuggets back in the day, and then recently played against Kenyon Martin Jr., who plays for the Houston Rockets. I was like, "Man, people are old." Anywho, (laughs) people are old. Aaron Rodgers is an idiot. Mm -hmm. Um, On top of that, uh, using essential oils, right? (laughs)
1: Basically, lavender, how (laughs) am I?
2: (laughs) And I found out this morning his dad is an idiot. Because he said, like, I am proud to support right Out of like, okay, so stupid is as stupid is. that explains a lot. But um, the <laughs> Packers. The breeds. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> the, the Packers apparently have until today at 4 p.m. Eastern. Sorry, today is Saturday, the. You know what it is. Um,
1: it's your boy. To,
2: <laughs> <laughs> right, to decide or to, like, place Aaron Rodgers as an active uh, quarterback in the roster if he's going to play uh, Sunday against the Seahawks. Hmm. But, yeah, he is idioto. Yeah, I I don't see much difference with what you were saying, Rose, about, like, essential oils. Like, he, <laughs> he claims something. I forget what it is. I have to look at my phone. But they said, like, it has nothing to do with helping or curing or anything like <laughs> that with the coronavirus. They're right. like, this guy's bogus. <laughs> like this motherfucker. Um, so- it's just like the Kyrie Irvington
1: so it, as far as i um as, as i remember uh, sports especially football there's not really a huge emphasis on second string and backup quarterbacks even though there i think there should be yep. a more of a focus as far as just getting them prepared just in case like you don't want mm-hmm. to um jinx your primary star but you want to have a full clip loaded just right i mean um and i think i feel like a lot of teams just have some random cat like you could throw a ball right here
2: (laughs) (laughs) you've played catch with your dad before
1: right because even when i played football in high school that was something i was heavily focused on like having backup for the backups so that your team was was really stacked and full and i'm like how do high school teams have this type of uh, mentality but pro league sports teams don't seem to
2: Right. That's why, like, and no discredit to Jordan Love, but when I saw that the Packers um, signed Blake Bortles, mm-hmm. I was, I thought that Blake Bortles was going to play last week. Um, mm-hmm. I'm like, he is, like, younger, but, like, he was a first string quarterback on another team and he showed his worth. Um, but mm-hmm. Jordan Love, I mean, again, he's not shit, but he's not great. I would not put him anywhere near, like, good better best tiers at all and you know he is second straight i know he's young and he's got stuff to prove and whatnot but like and he could have room for growth we'll see what the future mm. holds but i would have played blake portals without even thinking about it mm. all right so the la rams just picked up odell beckham jr um he was kind of like in a shitty situation and it was Cleveland and not getting targeted and treated or how he should. And uh, there's a few teams looking at him. Um, I know the Packers were one of them, but I think he said or his agent said that it didn't seem like the Packers seemed committed at all, which I honestly don't blame them um, with money. And honestly, we have like our receivers set pretty good. So it's not like I wouldn't want him, but it's not a necessity. Like some other teams that are like we don't have, you know, but now they're starting a lineup. They have uh, Matthew Stafford, which is still crazy thing. Oh. Jalen Ramsey, Odell, Von Miller, Aaron Donald. I think, uh, you know, we'll see if if, that, uh, if that'll uh equate to more wins. Um, it reminds me of like a superstar team, which I feel like is new to the NFL. But um, I feel like the Buccaneers have been starting to do that, too, you know, as of late.
0: Mm, now, are the, are the Rams? The Rams are NFC, right?
2: Oh, damn it! I thought I was done with this shit when TS
0: left. <laughs> no, I, only, I only asked. I only endings. Because and the only reason, the only reason I asked is because you you spoke spoke about that and I thought to myself, well, um, what a wonderful world.
2: <laughs> They're seven and two. They are in the NFC. Yes.
0: Okay, because when you said Buckingham, Sandwich. I'm like, I'm like, damn, we could see the two super teams in the in the uh, in the Super Bowl, and I was like, wait a minute, hold on. It could be in the NFC Championship. Yeah, uh, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, I doubt it because the Packers will be there. But <clears throat> anywho, uh, <coughs> don't say, don't do that, don't do that, young man. Am I buzzing again? Sorry. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> 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 we can just leave Haley alone. I'm sorry. That's for some odd reason that just uh, reminded me of that song. Uh-huh. Colin Kaepernick
2: apparently has a Netflix, I think it's a movie. It's called Colin in Black and White. I don't know if it's out yet or not, but I want to check that out. So, um, plug. Um, Adrian Peterson went to the Titans um, I, and he was kind of lightened up. He, that's fucking should look, I meant to look and write it down, but he was, uh, he like set a new record or something like that. So, that's cool. Um, for most successful, awesome, something or other, eh, baseball. The Braves, this is kind of a little late news, but the Braves beat the Astros. However, I thought interesting little fun facts. Um, Braves manager Brian Snitker defeated his son Troy, who's the Astros hitting coach, really, and also Craig Council, uh, National League, uh, manager of the year, and Brewers, uh. Corbin Burns, C.Y. Young finalist. Um, he was first in ERA, um, K9 for strikeouts, um, FTP, mm-hmm. no hitters, broke two MLB records. So, yeah, go Brewers indeedy.
0: Didi. Um, Atlanta, they didn't just win um, the World Series. They keep winning. Because Atlanta <laughs> is Black Hollywood to some and the reworked hip-hop mecca to others. Either way, this southern metropolis has become home to so many game changers and trailblazers in the culture. However, none quite as eclectic or electrifying as the prime era Little Wayne alumni himself, Young Thug. The self-proclaimed Prince, no, not royalty in the vein of T.I., but Rogers, the Minneapolis-born legend of rap, has never been afraid to be himself. His latest release, Punk is the snapshot of how different he is compared to his contemporaries. But how good is punk for real? Okay, so, Pod, my Pod, my homies. Of course, the two people here that have listened to this album the way they were asked to. (laughs) Of course, right? Um, Let's start with Russell. What did you think about the album, Russ?
1: I think you want to start with Cody.
0: Let's start with you, Cody. What did you think about the album, Cody? (laughs) <laughs> he's like do i have another uh issue with the cord is it uh is <laughs> it's, it's buzzing on my <laughs> head buzzing. now How will do that transfer
2: oh man um i am just conflicted with the part like i actually listed oh wait you know what i think i didn't finish the third to last song, and then didn't listen to the last two songs. But that's pretty far, and I'm pretty proud of myself for getting that far. <laughs> that's, fair, um, that's fair. I tried, and sometimes it was a lot of effort to keep an open mind. Um, but with that being said, you know that's where it's like I can't give the critical, uh, um, you know, feedback like that as being, but like I feel like maybe it could be good or decent. But it's not my taste, kind of thing, you know? Right. Um, It's not as shitty as other young thug stuff I've heard before, but um, I heard TSA that there's like, it's like more acoustic and stuff, and I heard a little bit of it. It wasn't like the whole thing. Um, Right off the bat, he's got this intro talking confessions thing that was really creepy, made me think of those videos that producers are staring at the guy in the studio like what are you doing like talking you know <laughs> my grandma died my dog has AIDS. like is this a country song no, Like, <laughs> well. just start rapping already um which i get like premise or like that ties into the story or something like that but it was just part of it was like a little like too much or could have been edited or revised there is was a track five oh. contagious sounds like the christian kanye stuff like the beat and the song that's everything you know hmm. And also, track six, peeping out the window, I would not be surprised if I saw Lawsuit Against It, because uh, that <laughs> sounds exactly like that T-Pain song, uh, Wisconsin, something, something, Mansion." <laughs> like, they ripped that off.
0: Wow. Um, <laughs> I think it's a it trick. Oh, oh, which. Everybody, everybody shout out to Cody, because he actually did. He listened. I can tell he listened and like did the research, so I'm, I'm appreciative of that. Track Unlike eighteen. Russell. That's <laughs> Track eighteen, that's the third oh, last one. Oh I didn't say Love
2: he should more. go
1: first because was, I didn't listen to it. I said he should go first because oh, my think is probably gonna be a little bit different. So yeah. Fuck oh. him off, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Setting,
2: what up Setting up. Um yeah, track eighteen, that's the third last one I was on. Love you more. It sounded um pause kinda quote unquote pretty. You know, one of those like pretty songs. Like it sounded nice. I don't know who that Nate guy is. There's a song with.
1: Uh, <laughs> Nate, <what>? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know.
2: It's R U E dot dot dot. Roose, <coughs> something. Uh, Post Malone has a song out here that's pretty nice too. He's one of those guys that it's like, he sticks to features. He sounds nice with it. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, just because it's not my style, but it's not like terrible, but it's not a great album to me. Um... Uh, six, maybe six and a half.
0: That's fair. That's fair. There's
2: some dumb songs, but that's a sad point.
0: That's
2: that's Bruce? fair.
1: All right. Um. One. So, recognize real faces, dropping jewels, row rage, Instagram wrists, contagious. Those are probably my top songs on this album. I'm. Pretty out loud in how much I'm not a fan of Young Thug. Um, not because of any of his um, antics outside of rap. It's just I don't really dig his music for the most part. It's just not something I choose to listen to. Okay. But um I would really listen to those songs over and over because I, I I actually like them. I thought they were um, pretty decent. um Re- uh, Recognize Real, I think, is my favorite song on this album. Um, Dropping Jewels really starts up like a Final Fantasy groove initially that turns into a trap song. Um, and I, and I really liked those who like at the top and then faces. Um, this kind of gave me the same vibes as, um, same, maybe like an alternative rap album, okay. um, similar to how like alternative rock makes me feel about comparing it to, um, the other forms of rock. Um, this seems like a, like a, a Weezer or uh, um, a Green Day style of hmm. rap in, in that, in that um, correlation. Not saying that T sounds like Green Day or anything, but in that correlation of how rap versus um, this album is, it seems just like a different take on rap. Um, um, like, like Tia said, a more acoustic style, a more um, softer side of rap, if, if I can put it that way. Um, and it was different. It was different than I was expecting it to be. A lot of his songs, I just don't really vibe with because of how they're created, um, sonically, as you would say, musically, as I would say. Their, their, their construction, their uh, orchestration just doesn't um, reach out to me like, like that, except for the, the songs that I mentioned. So I, overall, I would give it maybe um, 7,
0: 7.5. Okay, that's that's actually, both of you guys... Gave this album more than I thought you would give it, and for that I am very, I'm very uh, shocked. I'm shocked that Russ, of course, um, <laughs> <I was, laughs> he's like, nope, nope. You said was not no. Uh, you gave me. If nada. you said that I could go lower, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna go lower. <laughs> no. no, but I, I, that's that's interesting that you guys have that take now. Okay, I, I appreciate that, especially Russell. You also saying that you have something like that you would listen to over and over. Um, and and I also want to just tell the people, no matter what Cody says, he did say he loved dropping jewels the first time I sent him that song. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna. And I have text. I will post the text. Yeah. Don't worry.
2: Um,
1: and also, no matter what a stripper tells you, there's no sex in the champagne room. <laughs>
2: I don't think I said that about dropping jewels. No, you know, you know what it was. You thought that I listened to it, and I was just saying that the song you said before that was with Jay Cole, and I was like best song ever. And you thought that I listened to like, dude, I just saw you said Jay Cole's even, on there. I didn't even
1: like that song.
2: Honestly. <laughs> the one with J. Cole?
1: The, J. Cole. the J. Cole song. I did not like.
0: That was yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, we gonna we gonna. Okay. You know what's crazy? I definitely, I definitely want to tell the people that I did this review. In the manner I've been doing my new reviews, which has not been... Which has been more so topics. And not... There's something going on in somebody's background. You heard that?
2: Not mine. Sounds like static like, white noise.
0: Yep, okay. Don't blame me. Just because it's white noise, man. <laughs> it's because it's Caucasian noises. Um, also, pod name. <laughs> Caucasian
2: noise. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> That's the episode we listened to Keith Urban. Right.
1: <laughs> well, my truck done got to fly.
0: <laughs> but um, I think... My wife just beat me with a bailout. So, yikes. Um, we just wrote a country song. Right, I see. Um, so I guess I'm going to break this down into my three, three of my favorite things about this album. Even though there's a ton of little songs and shit here. I'm, I really want to quick go just mention a few of the songs. It was funny that you said the real the recognized real record with Gunner that you like, because that's the only song on here that I skip every time. That is the only song that I do not like on this album, which is um interesting. It's Gunner. Um it's I'm not
1: simple, acoustic. It's smooth.
0: I don't I don't like Gunner. He also, <laughs> yeah. He just sees he's a he's really great value thug. He's really thug without the <clears throat> without the phase, without the going do it for you. Right. What's the what's the word that? Um <laughs> Um, Jewish people use the uh, you got Shilin, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Hanukkah, uh, Gimsma, or something like when people have a like a mm, Jew candle, Jew, Yeah, yes, yeah, that that one, that one. Say it again, Hutspa.
1: Russell. I think it's either Hutspa or Shishpa. hot
0: Hushpa. Hutspa. Yeah, we gonna we gonna find a way. We're gonna call this episode. Uh, back. Please no,
1: <laughs> please <laughs> no.
0: So they put down the other um, but no, that's though, that's one of the songs I didn't like, but um that's mostly because of Gunner. Um I thoroughly enjoyed a lot of the different styles of record on here. But we're gonna get into that. One of my favorite things about this album is the title, okay? Um, this album Punk seems like such a simple title, but it plays on who and what Young Thug has been for me as a listener most of the 2010s, right? it harkens back to rebellious to the rebellious nature called prude. of <clears throat> to the rebellious nature <laughs> of the punk era of like rock and roll and how that has become what rap has turned into pretty much um, thug is like never followed the conventional rules of street rap from the beginning of his career because of the need to be no one but himself he has been laced into he has laced that into his music so easily here, and because of what, because of that, we get so many different sounds from Thug, you know what I mean? So, Russell, you and Cody went through and you were like, track this, track that. I fuck with this track, I don't fuck with this track. Like, you are able to break down the different pieces because so many of the tracks, this stuff don't sound similar to me, and mm-hmm. that's hard to do with 16, 17, 18. I forgot how many tracks is exactly on here, but it's like between 16 and 20 tracks on this record. That's hard to do. Um, And you get from commercial rap bangers like Bubbly with Drake and Travis Scott, where, by the way, Drake had one of my favorite lines where he's like, "Ah, ah, ah, fuck on beat. I love that. I'm never going to, I'm always going to remember Drake for that line. Like, y'all going to remember Drake for having more slaps in the beat I'm going to remember Drake for the time he let the beat break down and he fucked the broad on beat. Um, Cody,
2: track 18 has this song called Love You More. McCoy. It has somewhere between 16 and 20 songs.
0: <laughs> you know what? Shut up, Cody.
2: There's exactly oh. 20 songs.
0: <laughs> they got they got some bonus tracks hidden there somewhere. But he has yeah. commercial yeah. rap bangers like Bubbly with Drake and Travis Scott, to the pop record <sighs> Love You More with Gunna, unfortunately, and fun frontman Nate Russ. Cody. Yeah, that guy. That's yeah. probably. Yeah. Ruh, 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 ruh. Ruh, yeah. ruh. Fun, they have this, the record that. Um, we are young. Oh, how does that... Y'all know the one. Um, Russell. You sing it. You, you know the song. That one. They have... Um, we Wait, are you. young. So let's set the world on fire. fire. We can mm-hmm. fire. That's him? Oh, okay. Exactly. How does he have a song with Nate Russ? That's because he's <laughs> young.
2: Well, up. there are some people like... I think Kid Cudi had a song with like uh, Panic at the Disco or something like that and... There's a, I don't know, there's rappers that have like those almost like emo oh. alternative bands
0: that just has like a, a right. lead singer kind of thing, you know? Yeah, for sure. And and it's funny. So you compare a Young Thug to... um. I did getting, not say oh, okay. that. No, no I okay. did not. It's okay. It's okay. I it's really, okay. oh my, it's just okay. because they're both Americans. Oh. <laughs> they're both Americans.
1: <laughs> but um, rappers um, and rock, because they have like similar... Um, vibes, like I said, with uh, the alternative rap, alternative rock thing, a lot of them listen to each other's music, so they kind of respect it, and yeah. that's how you know a lot of collaborations are born. The one, cap the, the couple of collaborations that have happened through rap that are like what the fuck ha- are because those <laughs> people listen to each other and be like, you know what, we might make a good song. Like that whole um, 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 Nelly and who the fuck did he do that shit with? Tim McGraw. Um, mm-hmm. Tim McGraw. Uh, yeah, like over and over, over again.
0: Over and over. Yeah. that shit was so cringe
1: Right, it was actually a, a, funny enough, a decent song in an average way, but the <laughs> collaboration was like, <laughs> what the fuck? When did? How did this? You know, what yeah, right? Exactly.
0: When did you know who this is? Like, no, <laughs> for sure. No, I get that. I get that. And that it was weird seeing, uh, hearing, and seeing Nate Russ on the Young Thug album. I was like, okay. Even though he's done records with Elton John and shit like that, like it's, it was just, man. I'm like, okay, I feel it.
1: Nobody. We said it like, yeah, well, you know, sometimes the gays get together.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Gay, you know, they got a CEO. You don't need to go CEO. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Um, but no, so he has the, the commercially pop bangers like Bubbly. He got the uh, pop record like "Love You More" with Gunna and uh, Nate Russ, and then he even has like the acoustic album opener "Die Slow." The sounds. Do not have a wall or are not stuck in any single style, but it all sounds like Young Thug. If you listen to Young Thug, there's nothing on here that doesn't sound Young Thug esque. It just all—he has so many different layers and things that he can do—that we get 18. Thank you, Cody. Tracks of 20. What? Tw- I thought you said 18. The final. Okay. What? Well, I was referencing track 18 that I like third, thought it was pretty. So, we get 20 tracks of shit that just sounds amazingly different. Anywho, thank you, Cuggy. Um mm-hmm. so my second thing on this motherfucker that I really, really fuck with is delivery and flows, man. One of the best things about Thug. <laughs> it's funny, I wrote Thig here. One of the best things about Thug <laughs> has been his ability has been his ability to find pockets on the record, man. He knows when to rap double time. He knows when to bounce. Over a record he knows when to sing And he knows when to literally pause and let that Bitch breathe as he has said On record before Um That word stretching and record Bending bouncing is key to here to Encapsulate the best of thug Perfect example Is the song yeah 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 Where the first half of the chorus Is literally a nice set of bouncy One word repetition but transition To him's fast sprinting over The next the second part so he's like, yeah, 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 like that's that's how the chorus changes, um, by the by the fourth or fifth bar, so that just how he does that just like showcases his versatility with flows and shit, man. Um, he does that throughout this entire album, um, even on the song with uh, Russ that love you more. He's like, uh. like it's just a, a melodic singing where he's bouncing and sliding over the record. Nothing too extra. I didn't
1: do no song with Young Doug.
0: You said, what? oh, looking ass, nigga. Nate Russ, Nate Russ. <laughs> not in Nate Russ looking at, nah, Um. So, um, he has that all throughout this album. And it's not just him, though, that we get this from. This is why some people know how to choose features, man. Some people really got good, even, even if the feature's unknown, they have really good featured selection ability. So we don't just get this type of thing from Thub, but we also get it from his features. Please see the amazing way that the late Juice World R.I.P. glided and slid all over the beat on rich nigga shit. The way that mo- that w- and you know that motherfucker be freestyling. Like, for those of you who don't know, he don't write. And Juice World didn't. Well, he used to be freestyling. He don't write shit down. He never did. Never, never did. Like, And this is one of those rappers where you have current day rappers be like, I saw him go into the booth and just start rapping and then just keep rapping and be like, okay, I think we got enough there. Let's go to the next song type shit. And look where that gets you. Dead. Right. <clears throat> that was the Burke set, but I feel it. Okay, cool. Um, so he does that. just uh, do a work. set of freestyling. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> good good job, buddy. Um, even <laughs> that or J. Cole's, I know, I know Russ, regular Russ hated this. Um, uh, regular, not, not Nate Russ, <laughs> but regular Russ. Um, Black
1: Russell,
0: I'm no. so I'm um, J. Cole's incredible, for lack of a better word, feature where he dropped about four different flows. I ain't one of them un-num, 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 but I'm one of them. Un-num, un-num, like, he was that, and then, uh, but he opens the door, it's the pistol packing, then told like, bro. The flows, the flows was definitely incredible That's a key element of this album Because you got all these different sounds The only way you keep this shit Laced and connected Is for a motherfucker to figure out A new way to bounce over this shit And it's critical Loved it Um, bars So Young Thug Has been one of my personal favorite MC's For a while now Since I started actually paying attention to what he was saying like what he was really saying. He has some insane lyrical feats, and I say this because rap, really at the core, is Motherfucker saying slick shit. You dig what I'm saying? Like rap, really at its core, is niggas just talking that shit. Um, and so he has said some insane, has done some insane, insane lyrical feats throughout his career, like his. Anamana PL laced verse on Race Rummer's throw some more. Throw some mo, excuse me. <clears throat> or the straight fo- straightforward delivered twenty-five soldiers verses on Swiss Beats 2018 release poison. Y'all don't know about that. That's a that's a hidden hidden classic you know? poison. <laughs> um But here we get some of the same types of lyrical abilities shown. And some of the most introspective and lyrical thug on two of my like favorite tracks, contagious and dropping jewels I love the chorus of contagious um, um where he you know talking about like hard on his sleeve he could never change it, but he just wished that that was reciprocated like really kind of opening up his heart to like how he shows love and just wants that to be you know come back I'm not a big person on subject matter, but it's cool when you see a rapper thats. Notated as a street rapper That can do both without it sounding cheesy Ludacris Because we got release therapy from that man And I love Ludacris Ludacris is one of my favorite rappers Uh, First album I ever spent money on As a a youth Was uh, back for the first time And I loved Ludacris Definitely bought word of mouth All that shit man And then he came with release therapy eventually And I was like what the fuck is this Hated it Hated it don't do that again, Luke Chris. Anyways, um, Thug has moments like that where he does it, where he can go into those different pockets of introspection and not be lame, not be a cornball. Um, so, for example, um, on dropping jewels, he says in the, in the first part. I got two parts that I want to just speak on. Um, he's he was like, I told my dog I'm riding whether he's or wrong. I done then, I then got bid, They got they got to record my life through a drone. I told my bitch to stay behind me. I'm in my zone. She said, how the fuck you ain't never wrote a song? Because Young Thug doesn't write. Essentially, he does what people who graduated from Wayne and Jay-Z do, where they go in, they spit some bars and just come and do the record. Um, yeah, he's,
2: Ill- he's illiterate, I guess.
0: But <clears throat> he said... Um, I told my dog I'm riding whether he ride it wrong Then got so busy they record my life through a drone I told my bitch to stay behind me I'm in my zone she said How the fuck you ain't never wrote a song Same reason your fine ass ain't never ro- ro- wore a thong You ain't riding for life Then I'd just rather ride alone um, it's, the, lines, the lines and shit seem simple But when you talk about niggas saying slick shit What uh, uh, um, A bra Who's thick or a who's fine would have no reason to be wearing a thong because he's gonna basically he's basically saying you don't it's not necessary I'm not you'll find this ain't gonna need to put that on because we gonna you gonna be naked around me anyways the same the same harkens back to the bar before where he says why the fuck you ain't never wrote a song I don't have to it's gonna come I'm gonna come it's gonna come out great regardless there's no reason for it the little shit where motherfuckers be like he's not saying sure Young Thug is not th-. like it's the little slick shit like that that niggas don't, it, it's simple enough where motherfuckers should be picking up on it, but when motherfuckers be like, you're know, he not, he not saying shit. They not connecting what the fuck is happening within the record. I will say this. Somebody said to me years and years ago, a bitch who name should not be mentioned. <laughs> Somebody said to me years and years ago that young thug is tight but he just don't always get it. He has these lines but it doesn't. it doesn't always get there. I said, what the fuck are you talking? And I get it. It's not connecting for some motherfuckers because they're not picking up on the slick shit the nigga is saying. Like, if i he gonna he might say some shit about having uh, about titties and milk, and the shit gon' it's gonna come together, but but it might not be direct. And motherfuckers be, be like, "What the fuck? He just he just said cow and titty, and now that wasn't tight." And it's like, bro, but you talking about the milk and it, like it's not. I can't. He, this happened so much throughout his career that I stopped trying to defend it, and I'm just like, listen to the bar. Because eventually you're gonna, it's going to click like, oh, this nigga was on that. So this is just one of those times where it's some um, super simple, super simple. I was just like, when he said it right away, I was like, damn, because she ain't going to have to because he don't have to because he the nigga. I was like, damn, this is the type of shit that I want to talk about on the pod because motherfuckers don't be paying attention to little shit like that. Later on in the same song, man, he says, I told my daughter, keep one in the head, you ain't got to cock it. I told my son if he want to live, he might have to catch a body. I told my son he ain't no either, but he might have to catch a body. Reiterating. Um, his driver named Joe, but he can never do a sloppy. Whether his friend's name is Joe, whatever the fuck, he can never sloppy. Like, it's simple shit where my fucking be like, what? I, simple I shit.
2: I heard that. I thought that was just terrible parenting. I, like, right now- <laughs> <laughs> you, you are...
0: <laughs> Very wealthy,
2: sir. And you're going to tell your son that he might still have to kill somebody? Yeah, For nah. what? <laughs> yeah, I'm
0: not here to really... Uh, yeah, I can't really speak. I'm like, bro, you could just get him a bodyguard or something. You ain't got <laughs> to I mean, make I you mean, not slew him, him alone.
1: Not putting him in the same vein as, as Wayne, but um, a lot of people say the same thing about Wayne, that he was just a punchline rapper. Um, I was about thinking Hale, about just a punchline thing. rapper. Um, that, you know, it's just punchline after punchline after punchline, um, and that it doesn't hold as much weight as, say... Uh, Lupe or um, even the Jay-Z at that time that that they were uh, comparing everybody else to. Um, and like you said, it's kind of like his own vein thing. A lot of times um, I just think this shit is corny. Like, I know you can do a better line <laughs> than this. You came from the, the the camp of Wayne, so I know you can do right. a better line than this. Um, and not just switch things around so it's like, oh, I get that shit later. Okay, I get it. But it's still Milk Do I say, come it's, it's from from claim. You know, and and I guess that's kind of where um, a lot of people see Thug. Like, they may not see the genius, but they, they think that the genius that he does have is corny, or they just think that it's just corny. So, right, right, I mean, you're gonna have those people on all sides of, of every rapper.
0: And and it, and it again it goes. He even goes on the next in the next line. He even goes. It's little shit. He even goes to. I just hopped about that ghost. I feel like I've been driving a dead body. It's like, like I get it. Like I get, I can see how people be like, and I and I'm glad you said that, Russ. He's from the camp of Wayne. This is Little Wayne one on one. Like if you study Wayne, this is this is what fell out of. Now, not to say that he's better than or you know can, can can be compared to Wayne all the way through because Wayne is definitely Wayne. He definitely is a father of like 30 million niggas styles right now from fashion to the way they doing it, but. This is definitely. I think of all the people that come from Wayne, Thug took some of the best points of Wayne. So that's always been my. That's always been how I felt about it. But and and then even one liners. I just love this one. Like off of that rich nigga shit song, he says, "Got ninety pills on me like a Julius Peppers." Like it's little. It's it's not. This shit is not gonna change somebody's life. But if you listening to the slick shit in the raps, like. Damn, damn. Okay, I see what you said there. Though. like it's that shit that catch me every time. I'm like, and like, I, I like this nigga. I don't have to do sometimes to be a Lupe fan. You got to go to Harvard. Shout out Lupe. <laughs> Shout out Lupe. <laughs> and and it's okay. It's okay to have those moments. It's okay to like really sit down and reflect and really want to get up, it off into some rap shit. You feel what I'm talking about? Like it's important to have that. But sometimes, just sometimes, I want to ride around with my beats a bump and I want nigga to say some shit, slick shit to me because that's just rap. Even from And funny that I should bring this up Because I was listening to um, I was listening to um, The last like 24 hours UGK I've never, now niggas finna hop on my ass But fuck it, I ain't never really listened to a whole UGK album Before yesterday I listened to Riding Dirty um, Well most of most I would, like, woke up at like 3am And was like just couldn't go back to sleep And started listening to that So I listened to most of that and I went over to transition to um, UGK for life um, because I had little singles and shit off there, and then the um, the the album they did in '07, um, um, I think it was self-titled UGK, um, Underground Kings album, but the best of, but, <laughs> but um, no, so I just you a lot of Pimp C, I gained had gained a newfound respect for that nigga because he's not the most lyrical, miracle, spiritual, you know, rapper. He don't have a um. Mac in the back of the Acura, like type shit, but he's definitely the shit he say be so slick, so player like, damn, like, you know what I'm saying? And it and it be some little, little little lyrical gems in there too. So I just I think we don't give rappers enough credit for how creative, you know, just because they're not teaching us about the pharaohs and fucking you know Egypt and shit like that. But that's again <laughs> has nothing to do with anything. I'm gonna. Digress and just say, I fuck with the lyrics on here. And for my man T S, the agent who no longer is here persuading, he said, um, he had a issue with the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh he said, I lost my virginity to Amanda. All these fucking yellow diamonds, Tropicana, a bunch of old bitches trying to fuck us. They'll be fucking my grandson. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> what the shit yeah no yeah i'm with ts right now no,
2: i don't think here, you can explain yourself out of that one no it's yeah, it's, it's,
0: it's actually it's super simple he's basically saying yeah, these bitches okay. be on groupie shit their entire lives he said these bitches these bitches oh they was on groupie shit then they're trying to fuck us they're gonna be trying to fuck my grandson because that's all these bitches do is be on groupie. that's ts listen to this brother how the hell you didn't listen get that to this line pedophilia no no, he said. He said <laughs> they they fuck. They were fucking before Young Thug was around. Young Thug is now a hot nigga. Now they trying to fuck him. They'll, these bitches gonna be on no nothing but groupie bullshit their entire life, and they're gonna well, be listen trying to. R. Fuck Kelly can't do it. Well, I can. Uh, that, yeah, I'm just <laughs> but but the line the line T. S. was basically a reference to how these he said a bunch of old bitches trying to fuck us. Yeah, they'll be fucking on my grandson, like because that's all they do. That's all. Stop bitches do. This is what the fuck, you know what I'm saying? So they was on groupie shit in the 90s, they on groupie shit now. They'll be on groupie shit when Young Thug's grandson is trying to rap, whatever the fuck. So that's all that line was, TS. It wasn't it wasn't lyrical, miracle, spiritual. <laughs> it wasn't over the top, Gene. Um, but overall, this is Young Thug back in true form. Okay. The things he has learned and and gained over his nearly decade long reign of what was once coined as mumble rap has finally clicked. Yeah, like, you can understand him. Hey, Hey man. Hey, Just listen, listen. Yes, I, I agree. I agree. I agree. This is the most, this is the most understandable young thug has ever been in his, in his career. Not to say that I don't love, I love mumble Including rap air. interviews. Uh, Young Thug, but this was this was he was definitely on his rapper shit. He wanted y'all to know that he can rap, bro. And I fu- and niggas needed that. Niggas needed that because y'all don't give this man his credit. Niggas needed that. So I'm I have two. I have a group of friends who I never thought would like Young Thug. The three of my pod friends all listened to this album and all found something for the fact that Cody came here and did not give this album a three or four. I'm impressed. Because that mean that. I was trying to grow as a person and not just bash
2: everything on top for your sake, but.
0: Don't, but didn't. But it's
2: not something I would listen to again.
0: I got it, I got it. But the fact that he could find something in here, you're like, this is good. This is quality. Something here is quality. That's what I wanted people to understand about Thug is that he's not just, yeah, the nigga is a lean, you know, sipping syrup ass, you know, because the connotation about drugs, of course. So when you put that on a rapper and, like, he's a million, he's doing this, doing that. It's like, oh, he's one of those type of niggas. But Young Thug has always been a rap student from Class Wayne, one-on-one. So, but I say all this to say this. I've been a huge Young Thug fan for six years. There will be, there there has been a lapse in Young Thug's music over the last three years, three or four years. Um, that twenty. 2014 2015 which was 2015 was his year that was he i don't know nobody say, man i don't care who dropped the album naked 2015 was the year of thug um and 2016 he was still going crazy damn i said 2015 was the year of thug but then drake did drop up if you read this too late it's one of my favorite drake albums that is my favorite drake album but anywho that was the year of thug future and drake anywho um thug came into his own with 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 barter six and the Slime season uh, mixtape series that he started Man come on man Come on man From songs like Stunner to Power to She Notice I mean this is just all over the, all over the spectrum On those, on those mixtapes not to mention Check and motherfucking Half Time Half a perky half a pill my nigga Half time like, like this This shit was amazing And this I thought he was retarded When he first started yep Santa were retarded I thought this nigga was you When I, when I first heard him I said y'all niggas is not listening to this motherfucker And then I started listening to him and I said, this is... In braille. <laughs> I started listening to this motherfucker. You listen to stuff long enough, you, get, you gain how you're supposed to sound. So I started listening to this motherfucker, and sure shit, I started understanding it to the point I was rapping lyrics to niggas, and they was like, oh, he said that? Yeah, he did. <laughs> um, but for the first time in a long time, as a dedicated Young Thug fan, he has lived up to some of the standards that were set in that 2015-2016 in that era, Thug, five, six years ago. This is his best body of work since Jeffrey, and maybe even since the Slime Season mixtape series. Mind you, since Jeffrey, since Jeffrey, he's dropped uh, Beautiful Thugger Girls, which I, didn't, I did not care for. He dropped Super Slimey with Future, which I did not care for. He dropped um, uh, Slime Language, one- which I did not care for. Sign Language 2, which we reviewed on the 100th episode, which I liked to a degree. I, I did I did like it. It wasn't the best album. It wasn't nothing profound, but I did like it to a degree. Um, And so much fun, which was just... So much fun was just so mid to me. It was just so meh. Mm-hmm. It was not that much fun. Right. It was It was good, but it wasn't, you know, like... This is a, the first time i wanted to come back to this music in a long time. This is the best body of work since Jeffrey and even since... Uh, maybe even since the slime season mixtape series this album to me to me is an 8.5 from the flashy pieces of raps and flows to the intricate pieces like the beats and subject matter add that with the replay value of this album because there is a unified young thug orchestrated vibe but these records all sound different and this is just another example of why thugger is truly more than an artist formerly known as a prince and is in fact a king
2: Wait, 8.5, and he's a king, but Nas is the queen of New York and can't get a 10, but he was close and higher than an point. (laughs) Hey, Russell, what do you hate? (laughs) No, wait, we're not doing that no more. Russell, what are you (laughs) prosodying?
0: Russell prosody.
2: All
1: right, um... So, now that's done. Uh, (laughs) Brownsville election. (laughs) No, uh, so no shout outs this week because, man, research and shit. Um, However, for everyone listening, uh, be sure to support your neighborhood merchandisers, Spider Man, who you are connected with. Um, That should hopefully be a given now. Support your community by supporting your community. So I was once again just browsing through different social media platforms, and interestingly uh, interestingly enough, I ran across a few different posts um, that were kind of positive, and then, of course, they kind of went into a different direction. But for the most part, it was about being happy and things to focus on before um, you pass or things to do before you leave Earth, basically. Um, One of the interesting ones I found was called Top, uh, top Regrets Before You Die and what morning, to do um, to kind of circumvent those things. Um, either way, like I said, the gist of the message was regarding how, how many people at the end of their life— Or, you know, this new trend that's currently surfacing and probably resurfacing because, you know, cycles and shit. Um, How they're seeking genuine happiness or wish they had done so um, for the older people who are um, on their way out, for lack of a better phrase, I guess. Um, So I kind of wanted to go over these regrets and, and maybe suggest a few things that can be a part of improving the happiness percentage in one's life and... Just in on a note about you know what makes us individually happy, happy um, as we're coming upon the Thanksgiving season, um, which of course has a pretty shitty origin story. But the message today is hopefully um, that we truly think about and consider and be grateful and appreciative of the things that we have and those people in our lives. Um, So I thought this was a pretty good topic to kind of go over and discuss. All right, so the first regret that I saw um, was interesting interesting to me and uh, and I quote, "Um, I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. Um, I think this weighs really heavy with um, the the current and the previous generations. due to the, the standard life progression that was kind of hammered into them from an early age, um, because as uh, Tiller would say, it's just always been that way. Um, I struggled with the same thought process um, when I was younger, because I thought, you know, that was what I was supposed to do, follow the path my parents had laid. Uh, but then I came to the realization that I'm not my parents. Mm-hmm. It also took me uh, to realize that I, as I was learning how to be a kid, a teen, an adult, Uh, a functioning adult. Um, They were also learning how to be parents. It takes a lot of courage and willpower to go against the grain that seems to be set in stone to challenge the current standards and set your own. But I also believe that if you can push yourself to do so, you'll find a path, uh, maybe a new path, maybe a hidden path and a goal that you now see that you want to follow and achieve.
2: And some there's a quote that I heard recently that just reminds me exactly of what you're saying, and it's uh, what is it like if it makes you happy, it doesn't have to make sense to anybody else. Yeah,
1: there's a there's one that's there's a, a similar to that that goes, um, those who matter don't mind, and those who mind don't matter. Yep. Doctor Seuss. <laughs> I don't think I
0: it's
1: Doctor Seuss. It. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, but I'm saying I don't think I got that from Dr. Seuss is what I'm saying. I'm saying you did, though. <laughs> I'm saying I didn't, but I haven't seen. <laughs> and it well, wasn't it's in the quote. book Go that I read. <laughs> but um, it's, it's, it's like that same vein that, um, you know, you know uh, there is a way that's kind of uh, the progression for a lot of people. Um, school... Uh, through college, job, marriage, kids, and whatever. And a lot of people are finding that that's not their their progression, that's not their their way. And some people are choosing not to get married, some people are choosing not to go to college, they invest in, in trades, or they just, um, um, what is the word I'm pioneer their own path um, to a different um, platform that maybe wasn't there or wasn't as readily seen. Um, People are choosing to go their own way, not unlike the um, the MGTOW um, movement, uh, men going their own way, which is um, totally different. But in the same vein, um, it is similar to how they are choosing to go their own path. Um, now, uh, in in this in this kind of way you know with the with the courage to be able to do so and the willpower needed to kind of push yourself to go your own way when everyone else seems to be going a different direction Uh, some people may need that drastic fight-or-flight moment to adrenaline rush their way into a new way of living under perspective a new perception um but others may take just a simple uh look over their lives or maybe they read something that resonates with them or they hear a speaker tell some things that really opens that realization door for them um so that it changed their mindset um a lot of times what i hear people asking on social media and in these different videos and stuff like that is how do i start where do i where do i begin as far as just changing my mindset um, now i personally find that setting achievable goals can get your mind on the path of, of achieving things. Because if you do little things, it will help you in knowing that you can possibly do something a little more difficult, a little more difficult, then a little more steeper, until you get to those really big dreams that you've kind of step-laddered yourself um, up to that, to that level.
2: Someone that said, uh, I don't know if they did climb Mount Everest or if it was just an analogy or metaphor, but it was like, if you're going to climb Mount Everest... You're not going to get to the first base and then look up and be like, oh, man, that's so high, I can't do it, and turn around and look at the next base up and then try to reach that one, and they go to the next base up.
1: Right, and then by the time you you look back, you'll see, one, how far you've come, um, mm-hmm. and two, you, you'll see that you've arrived to um, where you didn't think you could before. Um, small steps can be the best catalyst to make big changes. Um, Believe part- it. <laughs> right. <laughs> a part of that is figuring out how best you work. Uh, maybe you need visual inspiration. Maybe you uh, work harder and smarter with the team of people behind you. Maybe it's through a discipline, maybe music, arts, religion, sports, whatever, that will give you the focus and the follow through that you need. The most important thing is to not to be afraid to try new things or old things in a different way. Allow yourself to be creative and make it more um, hobby-ish than a chore.
2: Young Uh, Thug's grandson tries things in an old way.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That was good. I like that. I like that. Thank (laughs) you.
1: (laughs) So the second regret, Um, I wish I wouldn't, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Um, When I first heard this, a lot of phrases came to mind. A man that don't work, don't eat. Um, A comedian once said, ugly women are like men. They're going to have to work um Uh, the the (laughs) (laughs) the overwhelming (laughs) um resounding cry of the man is supposed to be the provider said by some woman who thinks she is the table instead of listing what she brings to it um there are many phrases that describe the work till you die american motto uh, especially when it comes to men um uh, a family a mother a father both work hard, or should be working hard, in this in a perfect scenario, to make sure the house runs smoothly and produces an environment, pur- purpose for flourishing and flourishment. Uh, whether the family is together or not, the plight of having to work extreme hours for little play, uh, little pay, uh, little play too, for ridiculous expenses is uh, quite the dire situation.
2: It's uh, a dumb video of a guy saying, like, "Oh, I never understood why my dad worked." Like, so, like, wasn't home a lot and blah blah, 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 And he's like, now that, like, I get it, and now I'm doing the same thing. It's like, dude, you don't get it, and you and your dad are stupid. Like, <laughs> I think there's a healthy balance, and I get, like, um, providing for your family. But if I'm if I'm not there for my family, too, that's not good. And they, like, I would rather someone be there for me than have a roof over my head. But there's a good, like I said, healthy Balance there. So, any opportunity I can get when I'm not working to be there, you know, and be involved, I'm going to take it.
1: Just like a privileged individual. Some people don't have that option, is what he was talking about. Um, I think people have
2: excuses for themselves, but that's me.
1: Father worked hard because he didn't have opportunities and the options to do so, um, to be there for something. And back in the day, that's kind of how it was. Um, With the rising of expenses of just small things, as far as like um, food, and shelter um but not the increase of pay is something that does push one to either find more opportunities to make more money which may include getting another job or two or three um or finding a place where you don't have as much expenses but even then that's not necessarily a feasible thing for a lot of people so just saying that they have excuses is kind of disrespectful g
2: i don't think so but. I'm not talking, I think you and I are thinking about different uh, situations. Um, I grew up in a situation where it was okay that my dad worked a lot. And then when he was home, he was not around. So I thought right. that was pretty shitty. Like, if you're tired, <coughs> deal with it until your kids go to sleep. Like, otherwise, you're just not doing anything, like, you know. Well, I'm not saying anything. This- I'm not thinking anything about, like privilege either because i had to bust my ass and i went through ups and downs i'm glad that i worked my ass to get to where i got now and i'm lucky right. to be able to work from home too and stuff lucky but, right
1: yeah. as i've been saying like not everybody is fortunate to have that time well,
2: luck, lucky what and privilege are two different things and it's it, it but the you know, luck choices that are going to that too it,
1: and then the mindset you have now is the privilege is what i'm saying because i know you've gone from through a lot man i'm not saying i'm not discounting that for you, what I'm saying is, oh no, we don't, discount, I'm <laughs> don't discount. Don't the other people who don't have that same uh, level of lucky breaks, quote unquote. Um, no, I'm not. I, to, I'm, yeah,
2: I'm not saying I'm not putting. Uh, let's see, like everyone in one category. Right. I'm just shitting on the shitty people. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, wait, that's, that's
2: fucking
1: privilege. No, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> no, I <laughs> but, but you bring the bring the important thing about that to life. That there should be a balance um, for um, for that. Work hard, play hard. Take breaks, as in days mm-hmm. off, vacations. Because a lot of people don't do that. I was having a conversation with um, uh, a friend of a friend yesterday regarding uh, his work schedule, and he said that you know. Um, he works overtime um, constantly and that you know he he said he doesn't have friends and i'm like well that's because you work all the time He's like but when i saw my check without that overtime it was like i felt like i didn't do anything or i didn't do enough and I'm like yo that shouldn't be your focus <laughs> g how about right. your health <laughs> how about your but your also crime? too
2: like <laughs> I'm, I'm on constant overtime for like almost two years straight now you know but i and that's like, here's again, like what I choose and mm-hmm. what I, is prioritized important to me is um, I start my overtime early in the morning when everyone else here is still asleep. Mm-hmm. So then it's like I can clock out at dinner time and be family, blah, 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 which right. I could but, when no one's home or something like that. I can keep working afterwards and only but have one meal. You <laughs> have the
1: discipline, the discipline to be like, OK, guys, um, I'm off to bed now because I have to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Not just continue to stay out later or then and then get up and be like, shit, I made the wrong choice. Thank you
2: for respecting that, Russell. Not (laughs) 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 my
0: oh man, no, I. Mm. We're going to talk about this offline. Uh, this is a this is a, this is a, it, this is a uh, internal friend fight. Catch us on Rainbow 16, look at that. Did you say Rainbow 16? Like, no, see. But, I shot, oops, I shot you again. Wait, right. <laughs> right, I don't know what's wrong with my controller.
2: Friendly fire, look at it. that. would insinuate that we are friends.
0: <laughs> That's why you're fired. No, look okay. <laughs> But yes, Russell, um, continue.
2: No, we were talking about you. Oh, wait, wait, what?
0: I'm just kidding, I'm
1: kidding. So take breaks, days off, take your vacations, take your um, mental breaks that are necessary. Um, if not just for your body to recover, but also your mind, spirit, and motivation. Uh, Because working a lot does drain your motivation. It drains your motivation to want to continue to do things, Um, and that's where the discipline kind of picks up the slack. But you don't want to put yourself into a constant state of relying on that discipline because that can burn you out faster. Burning both ends of the candle leaves little light to behold, as the saying goes. Um, Working towards a level of comfort, once again, is not a bad thing but not being able to at least enjoy that comfort can lead to either dire consequences or unfulfilled life.
2: There goes that balance again. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Take yeah. time to sip your beverage of choice, hang out with those who add to your life, invest in hobbies and life experiences that enrich in your life.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All
1: right. Number three, and this will be the last one for today. Um, I still have quite a few, uh, but this was uh, a lot. And I do want to give us the, the opportunity to kind of just go over what we are um currently grateful and thankful and happy for um, just to end on a positive note Um, so the third one is I wish I had the courage to express my feelings now this one hit home for me because it seemed like something I often find myself reflecting on if only I had said what I felt if only I had said this if only I had taken that chance if only I had done things differently now these kind of thoughts and this way of thinking can be very dangerous Um, as the past should be something reflected on to navigate the future, but not to prevent us from moving forward. Um, This thought process can keep one stunted, stifled, and stagnant, afraid of change, afraid of anything new, clinging on to thoughts that are usually misconceptions, and how we remember things, they're usually um, a mirrored version of what we remember. Um, and they can lead to misconceptions about how we felt at that time, um, what the actual system situation went through. That's why you have so many different um, witness reports for uh, a similar event because people see things through that mirror and they see those things differently because of where they are in their life, their experiences, um, uh, just a lot of factors that go into that memory and that can hold us back due to, um, uh, feelings of insecurity, feelings of inferiority, uh, feeling uh, fear of success and failure. That was always interesting to me. People fearing uh, being successful.
0: Hmm.
2: You know, because of why? Like more responsibilities, or like the greater the success, the greater the fall?
1: Um, it's it's um, it's been um, uh, the fear of being out of reach of the people that you are currently attached to or connected to because you feel like they won't be on the same level of success. Um, but also the things you mentioned, Cody, um, as far as the more responsibilities, um, the fear of being overwhelmed because you're at this new place of success, um, fear of being alone because of the people that are on the same level as you may not feel like you are at their level, and that's still there's that feeling of insecurity and inferiority, because you feel like you don't belong here, even though you've worked to get to this platform.
2: I understand why people couldn't think that way. I also have kind of recently expressed to uh, Siri, mm-hmm. yes, got it. Um, that I am really glad and proud of the friend groups that I have because mm-hmm. of. I hear stories of others that like, and it's just mind boggling that they're like, Oh, this, I have this, um, successful achievement milestone, like new vehicle promotion, whatever it may be, you know, um, right. re- relationship status, but, um, then their friends or uh, family will treat them negatively because of that. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's kind of like the blowing out the candle to make yours shine brighter. It's like, what the fuck? Right. When my friend group, like you guys, it's like, yeah, let's go! I'm so proud of you. It's awesome, and it's yeah. like you build each other up. You're happy for them, and then right. you can do the same too. But it's like I it just fight with my mind that people are that shitty. It's like why are you friends with those people? Or you know?
0: Yeah,
1: right. Yeah. And it's not a, a real friendship, honestly.
0: Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say, and this is, I mean, I mean this in a jokeful way, but women, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> so, y'all hate each other. Y'all, Intuition. Like, y'all not really friends. No. Nah, um, well, that was. <laughs> I tell them women are nice. They're wait, not wait, nice. <laughs> women, are They're not, not nice. nice. You're not nice person. Like, nah, um, <laughs> but no, it it, it it does suck when you have friends, um, that friends or family who don't appreciate or can't be happy for you. Like mm-hmm. that is the worst because you're supposed to be you know we're supposed to be encouraging each other to 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 yeah. do better why would i do good bring that to you and you feel negatively first of all if you care about my well-being and my mental happiness and my want to to be good if you care about that you wouldn't feel negative about that and also more importantly is i should be able to bring you as my friend all of my my good my bad all of that and you should be able to not necessarily say what I need you to say or I you know you might feel differently about something I feel but we should be able to get good energy off of each other. If I'm feeling bad right. I don't want to bring it to you guys and then you guys be like, well you're a piece of shit anyway, so fuck you. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like you, <laughs> well, I should be...
1: I mean we still gonna say right, that. Right? Exactly. <laughs>
0: that's,
2: that's my friend down, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but but no there, there's another thing I, with that too is uh I think is is the Kev on stage guy that uh yeah like Facebook videos and stuff. Yep. Yeah. And he he's like one of the I mean there's a few that you can uh, put in this category, but they did their uh, what platform got big. They brought their friends on, and their friends obviously it wasn't like I'm just going to throw money at you. They did their work, but he helped mm-hmm. them get in that light, and they're all big together. Yeah. I was like that is so awesome. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, Kevin Hart people. He always brings mm-hmm. all these people up. Plastic um, cup boy Adam Sandler. Yeah, Adam Sandler and all his people. Uh, he would always work with them in the, in the movies. Yeah. And they started being, like, directors and producers and things of that nature. Um, you know, it, it I
2: didn't... Showed, it, but, I just, that didn't hit me till just now that you're saying that, that I'm like, oh, that's <clears throat> more to bring your friends success. Also, I thought they were just, like, all in the same movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He just brought all his friends to, to be in the movies, um, and he worked with them to get them to a, a height of their own. And it's... It's it's what you're... And how you choose your friends, uh, you would want to choose people who would treat you like you treat them or in that hopefully in that same vein, the same mindset that, you know, if we, if I eat, we all eat type of thing. Um, if I have information on something that'll help you, um, in your field or um, an opportunity for you, your name should be the first one that pops up when I see this opportunity. Oh, this would be perfect for my guy, Cody. Oh, McCoy right. is the music dude. This, you know, this, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, oh, yeah. I know TS is an engineer. Yeah. So I got this project, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so,
2: I sent you that watchmaking thing. I thought, that was right. that. I thought of you right away. <laughs> right,
1: right. Yeah. and I'm oh, super dope, by the way. Um, <laughs> see, look, Frank group. <laughs> but that's that's where I, I kind of try to live my life. If I know somebody um, produces a service or has a service, um, I was talking to um, my friend Emily um, the
2: one yesterday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yesterday about about my couch because um, uh, you know two of the sides um, recline, but the middle piece doesn't. And I have a friend who does like constructive work and, and and reconstructive work as far as like furniture and actual buildings and such. And I was talking to him about it. I'm like, yo, you know what? Could you, could you do this for me? Could you fix this? Uh, and then what would you charge? And, of course, you know, the typical friendship, like, oh, you know, man, uh, I'll just, you know, th- no, nah, man, tell me your
0: price. I
1: support yeah. you. I support your business, and I invest in you. So I want you to tell me what your price is so I can have that for you. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. I try never to discount my friends as far Mm. as the services towards me Um, i always try to pay the full price and if i can give them a little extra because i appreciate you as a friend and i want your business to succeed and grow and then i also do the free marketing and advertising so that people know of their expertise and if they need something in that field they can um, also look for their support as well yeah
2: for sure for sure i think we talked about that one time with like small businesses too do not Mm -hmm. ask for a discount uh tip extra on that because they're support
1: you know right and then spread the deals that they've got going on um which is why you know i do the shout outs up here um from time to time Uh, but i also share it on facebook on the social media platforms and when I can see that they are they need support, I try to do all that I can when I'm able to. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. right. But that comes from, from really trying to be a friend. Um, even the Bible says if someone wants friends, they have to first show themselves friendly. It, it makes common sense. If you want people to be friendly to you, you have to be friendly towards them. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: if you want to be Gold befriended. <laughs>
2: <look
1: at that. laughs> right. And so we, we come to this this courage to express my feelings. Um, it should still be something that's uh, viable in our different friend groups and those we say that we're connected to, uh, family, friends, loved ones, those we'd like to love on type of thing, um, being able to speak directly from my heart. And, you know, there is a fear that they may mis- mis- uh, misunderstand. but Those we-
2: who mind that don't matter, those who matter don't mind.
1: Right, but mm. not only that, we should be able to have um, the discourse to provide a base level of understanding between us, even if we don't agree. That doesn't mm. mean, necessarily mean we have to agree, but we still understand each other's points and be like, you know what? Okay, I can see how you can see that. You know what I'm saying? I don't agree with it, but I can see how you can see that. And so, you know what I'm right. saying? That's where that that kind of fair minded thinking always comes in is that I don't necessarily have to agree with you. And, you know, what? your points may have some merit and I may have to look them up and then come back and be like, you know, what? you was right. Or, you know, I found this. What do you think about this? To kind of keep the discourse going so that and we deepen our level of understanding.
2: I know I was right, you dumb motherfucker.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you listen to me the first time. <laughs> so speaking again from personal experience, sometimes reflecting on things in this manner can, in fact, push us to make a different decision and step out of our comfort zone the main factor here is to be pleased with our decision for the most part and the ability to act upon it instead of looking back constantly worrying stressing and depressing ourselves on the choice we made all right so that was the third one um that was kind of the last one i wanted to go over today but i did want to kind of spearhead this whole appreciation thing uh because i appreciate y'all you know i I maybe don't say it enough but i appreciate y'all um, just for the open discourse and the open heartedness that you've all shown towards me, towards each other, and the fact that we've been friends for it seems like a small amount of time, but it feels like it's been forever.
2: Dude, that's our yes. bond. Yes. It does
0: feel yes, like man. yeah, so close, like like we were brothers for a long
1: time.
0: Yeah, I feel like I feel like definitely like I've known y'all just as long as I've known T. S. Because of how well we've I don't know, like, man. Our, like, we just gel so really, so well, man. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate having y'all in my corner, man. You, y'all will never, trust me, y'all will never understand, like, how much this this pod friendship, even TS is in it, He's not here anymore for you people, but he's here for us. So, um, uh, so, for you people, right. but, um, those who mind that don't matter. Title, title, but, but, um, but yeah, no, those this, who you don't matter. You know, <laughs> y'all motherfuckers ain't shit. Um, I, so, you know, I, um, this, this friend group is really important to my, to my like mental, like <laughs> growth, my ability to be able like, to like, to share and just you know, have good times, bad times, bring it all, all to my pod, man, all my my homeboys. So, yeah.
2: Yeah! <laughs> I think that the slightly off-topic, on-topic, not really needed for the public, but whatever, uh, us starting to game together is, like, another dynamic that is, I don't want to say, like, needed, but playing Princess closer is really fun and it's, like, good quality time. And also, I was thinking this morning, too, that, like, not necessary, but we could, like, start like a, I don't know the involved or what twitch really is or stuff like that but I like that i'm sure how we talk about stuff while gaming and stuff like that and how entertaining we are in general just going off each other like i'm sure that the public wouldn't enjoy it
1: yeah i think we'd be demonetized a lot though <laughs> yeah <laughs> we can go to some some places and some tangents
2: Right. <laughs> There'd be um, a lot of editing that I would not do ever. So follow us. But on you f- can't say that in here. Then we can't be doing
0: this. Follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, and tell us if you want a uh, NPC to join Twitch for you, motherfuckers. Like, how would you feel about that? How'd you feel about Twitch? That? Like, tw- right. That's yes. I guess you would twatch us on twit on. Like, Twitch us on Twitch. Man, this sounds freaky. Got toes too t- don't mind tether it.
1: Twite, twite, Twitch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh by the way r&b now means root and beer just so y'all know like i don't know if you, that music genre is totally root and beer now goodness. that is uh you weren't there but i'm sorry russ continue you were saying some really important and powerful shit oh no this,
1: that was kind of the end of it man i just wanted to kind of just go over some just some quick things that we were happy that made us happy and appreciative and um you guys are definitely one of them so Oh, yeah, that's all I got, man. Uh, part two of this should be coming up in a week or so, maybe. How <laughs>
2: many parts are there
1: total? Um, hopefully just the two. Uh,
2: okay. We <laughs> <Okay. I> remember <laughs> that one time it
0: was like there's eight or nine parts, so I and mean, I only got to two of it today. Dude, I would need to go back and make a like a uh a section. You know how like comic books have those moments where they take shit out and it'll just be like an arch. We need to go back to when Russell had the like eight part thing and then just make that that like Uh, episode seventy-five through seventy-eight arch like and just like Mm -hmm. discourse. Um but yeah, so without further ado, I guess what that means is you guys have wait a minute. You thought we were done, we are not done, because I fucked up story of the week. Have a fun fact that I found spiders can have arachnophobia. (laughs) <laughs> so, if you're not they look at the mirror and jump. <laughs> if, if, so, if you're not fond of spiders, you may find kindred spirits, <clears throat> and you may find kindred spirits In other spiders. Researcher Daniela uh, Rossler worked with jumping spiders and found that they that they know to get away from the presence of other possible predator spiders, even if they've never encountered them before. So there, there's a whole podcast and a whole like little twelve minute. Um live article. I found this on NPR. Um NPC. NP mm-hmm, I wish. <laughs> NPR.org. I, I found it from NPC just. They have a section called Strange News. So I'm gonna we'll be coming back there. You you guys you got Strange some Nudes? New- and that is episode one oh three of <laughs> Not Politically Correct. It is your boy, Real McCoy, aka Mr. What a Do Way KA Young Splash God. And you can find me at Real McCoy KPZ on Twitter. Cody. Cody. Birdie Ghost. <laughs> Russell.
1: All right, man. Teddy West. Little fingers. Kid University.
0: School 2.
1: Progenitor. Never gonna say that one. Never gonna rest <laughs> <laughs> the bus. Man. And you can find me on the shits if you can find me.
0: <laughs> and on that note, like one of the Dakotas. I think it's South Dakota. Get!
1: Yeah.